Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith. We're living life in the spirit. Shabbat shalom. I hope uh, this uh, time and this broadcast finds you well and blessed in Yahovah as we come to stand upon the word to proclaim his promises. What a blessing it is to serve the living God and to know that if Elohim be for us, who can be against us? Who can separate us? from his love. Well, hallelujah. We're going to share a few scriptures tonight and uh, just get into the word on on this uh, Sabbath rest. Uh, Not so much a rest here in Israel right now. Uh, We've got missiles coming in pretty much, uh, not uh, one per minute, but uh, maybe a couple of dozen per minute of missiles coming in. So everything is heated up right now. I'm just looking at... uh, what's happening uh, on my alert system. And, uh, you know, we need to stand in prayer for Israel right now and everything that's taken place, you know, to see the promises of Yehovah fulfilled here in the land. We break the assignments of the enemy. Hallelujah. Well, if you're just joining with us, I want you to uh, just uh, give us a shout out in the comments section on Facebook and also on the YouTube platform. If you're listening on podcast, you can email me, Kenny, at bulldozerfaith.com. Just let us know where you're watching from, and I hope that uh, these devotion times are a blessing and an encouragement to you in your walk. Hallelujah. So praise the name of Yeshua. I just want to shout out to Russell in the UK. Welcome. We've got B. We've got Cassandra. We've got Esther. Shabbat Shalom. We've got Lola. We've got Melinda. Thanks for joining with us, and thanks for everyone who is praying for Israel. That's what Melinda said, praying for Israel. Hallelujah. Yeah, we stand in the gap for the victory. Um, We've just decided that we'll post some updates, because many people write asking for updates, because they're not really getting the proper news. If you start scanning some of the channels and you start listening to what is being said, concerning the war that we're under here in Israel, you're not going to get the right message. You've got to get the message from the land and find out what is actually happening. Last night, we had three missiles coming in from Lebanon. They actually went into the sea. Um, It was, uh, you know, a, a moment of pause to identify is Hezbollah behind this or is this Palestinian extremists in Lebanon? Uh, The Lebanese army were fast to find what was happening and stop anyone from firing uh, um, rockets. Also, Hezbollah were claiming that they weren't involved. But here tonight, we had three missiles coming in from Syria in the north. One of them fell uh, inside Syria. Two of them fell in the land of Israel in open space with no damage. But, you know, things are, are, uh, there's a lot of testing going on to identify how far uh, uh, things can uh, materialize here. Well, just when you when you look at the number of fighter jets that are in operation, this is certainly nothing like uh, Protective Edge in 2014. You know, the strength and the targets and the way that uh, the IDF and the Israeli Air Force are operating is on a completely higher level. Of course, we're dealing with different weapons in uh, Gaza compared to before, these homemade pipe bombs. You know, we've got drones coming in. 
Uh, we've got, uh, you know, suicide drones coming in. We've got different types of missiles. They have the ability to fire a missile up to 300 miles. So that's a big difference to what we had before. So tonight we've had Beersheba, Tel Aviv and other places are being uh, bombed. And the bombs are continuous, and so are the attacks. I was just outside uh, an hour ago, and I can hear the fighter jets uh, when I'm sitting in here, just as I've been in prayer and preparation for tonight. And, uh, you know, you're seeing a multiple sets of fighter jets um, going over Kassaria, over the edge of the Mediterranean, down to the area of Gaza. So, you know, there's a lot of strategic operations going on, and it really is amazing how um, the Air Force are hitting these terrorists and these targets without, uh, you know, uh, causing mass casualty with the civilians in Gaza. Now, you've got to realize what's going on in Gaza. Some people were asking, give us a little bit of a history of what's going on. You know, the people actually voted for Hamas to be their leader. And then Hamas is ruling over them with so much oppression. And everyone's thinking, oh, those poor Palestinians. Let me tell you something. If they weren't building weapons and underground tunnels and doing all the things uh, to destroy Israel, and that's their number one goal, they could be building hospitals, they could have great infrastructure, uh, you know, so the people could be living in a peaceful and uh, joyful place. But no, they've got to take all these money, they're smuggling in weapons, they're building weapons, they spend all of their resources and all the materials that are approved to go into the Gaza for schools, for hospitals, for buildings, for residential support, and all this aid money that's coming in from nations around the the world, it's all being spent pretty much on terrorism. So, you know, it's no wonder that uh, uh, Israel is taking the steps that they are taking tonight. So keep Israel in prayer. Um, We just also had another young man who was shot in the leg, Uh, crossing into Israeli territory. He was smashing cameras and stuff, and then they crossed over the line. He was shot, and um, he died from uh, that gunshot wound. And uh, with facial recognition, it was discovered that he is actually a Hezbollah terrorist. So were all these people sent uh, to the Lebanese border to harass, just to identify what should Hezbollah do? Are they going to get a signal to get involved in this war? What's going to happen here? And, you know, everything is paused right now, but we don't know how long that is going to last for because the intensity of what's going on here is something else. You know, last night's bombing, uh, I shared earlier today, if, if you watch that little video, you know, uh, I, I shared actually on a devotion time last night that, um, that the ground troops were going in because that's what was put out uh, from uh, Israeli media and it was going out around the world. Well, in reality, it was um, fake news from the IDF and they were trying to set things up to get the terrorists out away from the civilians into a position where they could take them out. And they sent in 160 fighter jets. Now, I was outside watching all these fighter jets uh, just going nice and slowly down past Casaria. And I'm like, that's just incredible. Yeah, I've never seen so many jets in all my life, just counting them, all the jets that were passing. Anyway, 160 fighter jets were involved in the mission. And in 
35 minutes, there was over 500 targets were hit. And they went for all those terror tunnels and they buried so many of those terrorists uh, in those tunnels. And uh, the news that has come out this evening is 150 uh, um, Hamas uh, operatives, terrorists, have not uh, been accounted for. But I'm sure the number is way higher than that of who is missing. It was a very powerful attack last night. Well, anyway, the pounding continues and uh, Hamas and and is, uh, uh, other organizations in the in, in Gaza are still firing Islamic Jihad. They're still firing against Israel. They're not stopping. So as long as they're not stopping, the Israel Air Force is going to keep on pounding its way in the land. So what's our job in the midst of all of this as believers? Do we have any ability to make a difference? And the answer is yes, we do. We are called to stand in the gap. And, you know, it's at times of war that we get to see the true effectiveness of prayer. You know, why is it our prayer meetings are the the least attended meetings that we have? Oh, you know, you want to get together to pray? You know, if you're getting the better to celebrate the glory of God and come and be blessed. Man, you can you can fill uh, the room or wherever you are with people. Oh, yeah, I want a blessing. You say, let's come and intercede and pray. It's like, ah, you know, maybe I'll sit and watch the telly tonight and not join you. But it's the most powerful thing we can do is be connected to the power of Yahovah. We need to know what it means to pray. We need to know how to pray on our own. We need to know how to pray with others. And do we really know how to intercede? Some people like to give themselves the office of intercessor, even though there's no office of intercessor in the scripture. But do we know how to intercede? And it takes so much out of you. It really does. You know, when you get moving into intercession, you're praying in the spirit, you're standing and you're pushing back the assignments of the enemy. You're pressing in and pressing in and pressing in. It wears you down. It wears you down. And, you know, we've got to be refreshed. And, and that's why it's so important that we call uh, the body of Messiah to pray, to stand in the gap for the purposes of the king. And uh, as I was praying and, and just, you know, standing on the word, uh, the word that came to me was in Proverbs chapter 21, the horse is made uh, ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with Yehovah. And the focus of my prayer was the importance of the righteous, the stand of the righteous. So we're just going to get into a psalm and we're just going to do what we normally do, declaration. And we just want to fan into flame the gifts that are within our lives. And, you know, you know, we, we've got to move into another level. And you might be in another part of the world right now thinking, well, you know, you know, we'll stand and pray with you for a couple of minutes, but, you know, what's going on is not really affecting me. But, you know, the, the question is, is Yehovah calling you to intercede and pray? Do you have a heart to intercede and pray? Because that's where the difference really comes. So, Father, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We know it's Shabbat. We know that it's a time when we should be entering into your rest and in reality we've got war all around us and father we want to come before you and we ask father that you protect us especially here in the land against the assignments of the enemy but i pray more than anything father that you equip us 
in Yeshua's name, that we will be empowered by the Spirit at this time, that we will stand, that we will press in, that we will push back the assignments of the enemy. We speak to to uh, all these terror cells that they will be exposed in Yeshua's name. And we pray, Father, for all of these bombing raids that's going on, that they will halt uh, the the work of these terrorists that we will uh, hit the ammo uh, the am- am- ammunition uh, um, warehouses and uh, underground locations where they're storing these weapons. Father, take out all of their supply so that uh, Israel will be in peace. So we ask, Father, as we come to the scripture, that uh, you will minister to us, you will charge us, that we will be uh, equipped in the spirit to stand in the days in which we're living and you know let me tell you something as we've been going through our discussions this week or our, our, our times in the scripture this week what have we been talking about we've been talking about overcoming the strategies of hasatan you know what are the strategies of satan we've been dealing with elohim god face to face we've been dealing with the weapons that we fight with We've been dealing with a rock that's higher than I. When we get put in a situation that is way bigger than we are and we have got to look upon the rock which is higher than I, we've got to get to that place where we stand from the viewpoint of the Messiah and see the victory in Messiah. That's where we've got to get to. How do we turn our life into blessing? This is supernatural. You know, it's supernatural how to find the strength to press on. How do we find the strength? We need to be empowered by the Spirit. We need to be equipped by the Spirit. And tonight, we just uh, call on the body of Messiah to be fired up in Yeshua's name. Victory rests with Yehovah. When we establish where victory comes from, all we have to do, when you've done all to stand, stand firm then. You will not be in the place of fear when you know where victory comes from. Hallelujah. So Psalm chapter 33, we're just going to read through and proclaim uh, this chapter here tonight. Sing joyfully to Yehovah, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Sing joyfully, you righteous. Come on, we've got to sing joyfully. Why? We have been set free. We are redeemed. We are washed in the blood of Yeshua. We're not wearing our righteousness. It's the righteousness of Messiah. We've got something to praise him for. Hallelujah. We proclaim the victory in Messiah and we also proclaim the uh, the blessings that he has given us. That uh, we, we stand in verse 2. Praise Yehovah with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Now, how are we going to sing a new song? It's because we see the victory. We see the transformation that's happening before us. Now, I want to ask a question. Where are the righteous ones of Elohim? If we're walking in righteousness, we're going to be those who spend our time ministering to the needs of others. It's not about our selfish ambition or the things that we want. Are we giving of ourselves to bring Yeshua and show Yeshua to the lives of others? It's not about your 
comfort. It's not about what you want. The question is, what is the Father saying? How are we going to sing that new song? We're going to sing that new song when we see the victory, when we see the blessings of Yahovah. Verse 4, for the word of Yahovah is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Hallelujah. His word is right. The question is, is his word upon our lips? Are we praying the word of Elohim? Are we declaring his word? Are we receiving instructions in the presence of Yahovah? Verse 5, Yahovah loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. Hallelujah. By the word of Yahovah were the heavens made, their starry hosts by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters on the sea into jars and puts the deep into storehouses. You know, we see just how powerful the word of Yahovah is. His word is creative. So we stand right now and we proclaim the word of Yahovah over our lives, over our families. We come against conflict in Yeshua's name. Not just the conflict that's happening in natural war that's happening here in the land of Israel, but we ask, Father, that the assignments in uh, the heavenly realms will not bring conflict into our homes. We break that spirit. We break that assignment. Because when you start praying and standing in the gap against terrorism, against these different things, the enemy's going to look at ways to attack you. And the same spirits that you're trying to pull down are the same spirits that's going to try to attack you and bring division. By the word of Yahovah with the heavens made. He proclaimed and he created, hallelujah, the starry host by the breath of his mouth. Whew, hallelujah. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. That's how powerful he is. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear Yehovah. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Yahovah foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plan of Yahovah stands firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generation. His plans stand firm forever. His plans stand firm forever. That's why it's so important that we don't have good ideas. That's why it's so important that we are walking in the ways of Yahovah and seeing his victory within our life. Verse 12, blessed is the nation whose Elohim is Yahovah, the people he chose for his inheritance. And, you know, this is a call to the believer and understanding who we are. You know, when you go back and look at the gospel, you've got to understand what takes place in the gospel. If if in the Old Testament, God the Father married Israel, and in the New Testament, the believers in uh, Yeshua, Jesus, marry the Messiah, then you've got a problem because the, the Father's... Uh, uh, you know, the Son can't marry the Father's bride. So if... Jewish people are coming to faith in Messiah, you have to ask the question, who married Israel at Mount Sinai? Because if it was the father 
then for a Jewish person to believe in Yeshua, it would break Torah. The son can't marry the father's bride. So who married Israel at Mount Sinai? Who met face to face with Moshe? Who was it that wrestled with Jacob? Who was it that changed his name from Jacob to Israel? It was Yeshua, the Messiah. Hallelujah. So when we identify who he is, when we identify who his people are, this is why the the call for prayer for uh, those in Israel to come to faith, the call for prayer for Jewish people to come to faith. Why? Because when Yeshua died, the marriage covenant with the southern kingdom was broken because this, the because the um the groom died. Uh, so, you know, that that was the separation that took place. So how do we uh, become part of the wedding supper of the Lamb? We have to be born again of the Spirit. And this is for the Jew and also for the nations and all of Israel. So we are all called by one way. We're called to be grafted into the root. And in Romans chapter 11, what are we waiting for? We're waiting for the natural line of Israel to accept the Messiah and be grafted in. And it will be as life from the dead. What does that mean? It means that the blessing of the fullness of Yehovah will be seen by all. It will be the greatest love story ever told. I don't believe in Christian doctrine that uh, puts the position of Israel being saved after the wedding supper of the Lamb. That is not when it's going to happen. It's going to happen before, and there will be a testimony to the nations of the world of the greatness of Yehovah, of the unity of a mighty God who proclaims the greatest love story ever told. Hallelujah. So, blessed is the nation whose Elohim is Yehovah, whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven, Yehovah looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. It's nothing to do with how great the military is here in the land of Israel. That's why the intercessors and the prayer warriors need to rise up because this is where the victory comes. This is where we see the testimonies of signs and wonders. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escaped by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all the great strength, it cannot save. Only Elohim saves. But the eyes of Yehovah are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for Yehovah, for he is our help and our shield. Hallelujah. And that's what we pray right now over what's taking place in the land of Israel. We wait in hope for Yehovah. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Yehovah, even as we put our hope in you. May your unfailing love, his love, will never fail. And this is something that we have got to understand more and more. His love will never fail. We stand 
on the promises of Yehovah. When we recognize who's in the midst of this battle, it's not about uh, what we want in the battle. In Exodus chapter 14, you know, we, we read it yesterday. It says, Yehovah will fight for you and you only have to be silent. And, you know, this is so important. Some of us think we've got to, you know, uh, go and learn martial arts to get through this. And in reality, you don't have to learn martial arts. You've just got to know how to get the armor on and stand and Yehovah will fight for you. He is a God who will bring forth deliverance. In Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 22, you shall not fear them. We don't have to be in fear of Hamas, of Hezbollah. Uh, of Iran. We don't have to be in fear of these people. No, we come against their assignments uh, to kill innocent people. We rebuke them in Yeshua's name. You shall not fear them, for it is Yahovah your Elohim who fights for you. The battle belongs to Yahovah. Are we ready to see the victory of Messiah? In Proverbs chapter 1, uh, verse 15, it says, When justice is done... It brings joy to the righteous, but terror to the evil doers. And, you know, it's commonplace for terror or for evil doers to, you know, uh, to be terrorists. But, you know, in the end, the same spirit in which they're operating on is going to turn on their heads. So we proclaim justice. We proclaim that the Father hears our prayer as we stand for these, uh, uh, you know, attacks to stop in Yeshua's name. You know, we're not called to be in fear or afraid because of the battles and the things that are going on around us because, you know, the scriptures tell us that these things are going to come. So we don't have to be afraid of the battles. We can stand on the promises of Yehovah because we know that this is exactly uh, what uh, is to be expected. It says in Mark 13, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There'll be earthquakes in various places. There'll be famines. These are all bringing of the birth pains. But let me tell you something. Even in the wars and the rumors of wars and all the things that we see, you know, the question is, where are we in the timetable of Yehovah? Are we about to burst into the book of Revelation? Well, look, first we've got to identify where are we in the prophetic calendar according to the scripture. And, you know, there's some huge flaws that we have within uh, prophetic understanding within Christianity because they believe that if you just bring the Jews back, then, you know, pre-tribulation rapture is going to come forth. But the scripture doesn't say it's the Jews that have to come back. It's the whole house of Israel that has to come back. So we have to have an outpouring of the spirit revival in the land so the people of Elohim, those who are in Messiah, can come back to the land because they have to be positioned here. Well, some of you might be thinking that's kind of wacky and out there, but let me tell you something. You just go back and read the scripture in the book of Deuteronomy, and, you know, I've got to keep proclaiming this stuff because it is so important that we get a handle 
on what the word says in chapter uh, in chapter 30. It says, When all these blessings and curses I've set before you come upon you, take them to heart wherever Yahovah your Elohim disperses you among the nations. Why? Because you are going to reject God. You're going to walk away from his promises and be scattered in the nations. But when you're scattered in the nations, when you're in those places, um, and when you and your children, uh, sorry, where am I at? Uh, uh, you'll be taken. Uh, oh, I lost my place. When all these blessings and curses I've set before you come upon you, take them to heart wherever Yahweh your Elohim disperses you among the nations. Okay, verse 2. And when you and your children return to Yahweh your Elohim and obey him with all of your heart and with all of your soul, according to everything I command you today, then Yahovah your Elohim will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and will gather you again from all the nations where he has scarred you, even if you've been banished to uh, the most distant land under the heavens. You know, this is an incredible promise. The book of Hosea is not to the southern kingdom. It's to the northern kingdom who was divorced. You who are not a people will once again become my people. Yeshua said, I've come. But for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, he came to bring restoration to the kingdom of Yahovah. And that is the gospel Yeshua taught. And if we teach another gospel, we are missing the mark of the message of Yeshua. And we've bought into a lie. We've got to teach and understand the gospel of the kingdom and the establishment of the kingdom that we are grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. This is so vitally important that we understand who he is. We understand the days in which we are living and we know that we can trust him. Do you trust in Yahovah? Are you standing on the promises of Yahovah? I want to see us get to that place that we have a new song that we read in uh, you know, Psalm 33 verse, what verse is it? Verse 3. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Wow. For the word of Yahovah is right and true. His word is right and true. And Father, I pray that you shape this Middle East in preparation for your glory being revealed. And, you know, I want to share with every person right now, as we have witnessed and shared in this land, when we're sharing our faith and and talking to people, people are so open to hear the message about Yeshua. And very rarely do I find anyone uh, who knows the, the scriptures about Yeshua. Many of them are told you can't inquire about Yeshua. And uh, when I tell them, you know, would you consider Yeshua of Nazareth? They say, oh, I can't because, you know, my rabbis would forbid me to do such a thing. And, you know, it's interesting as people's eyes start opening up as we share the, the Messianic scriptures concerning the Messiah in the Old Testament, the Tanakh, and all of a sudden our eyes start opening and we say it's time to inquire of Yahovah. I want to encourage you tonight to stand in the gap and to join me in prayer to break the assignments of the enemy, to proclaim that this is the day where the nations will see uh, a mighty demonstration of Yahovah, not lifting up Judaism. Judaism's a false religion. But we pray that the that Yeshua will be seen that the Father will be glorified in the land, that people will come to faith because of what's going on. During the last war, the Arabs 
were recognizing that the God of Israel was more powerful than Allah, and it was shaking their faith in Islam. It was impacting them as Muslims because they were seeing how the God of Israel was protecting the land of Israel. So we've got to stand in the gap and speak protection over the land. So anyway, that's just what I want to share with you. And I just want to encourage you, meditate on the word, stand on the promises of the word. You know, we go into a night watch here uh, through the night. Um, anytime we're hearing uh, action and stuff going on or fighter jets going past, um, we take that moment to pray and we just stand in the gap and say, Father, we speak destruction to these Hamas terrorists in Yeshua's name. We just proclaim that every uh, citizen of Israel, 70% of the population of this country is right in the midst of this attack right now. You know, 70% of the population. That's uh, what is in the Tel Aviv area, surrounding area, Jerusalem, uh, all that area around Gaza. So we're just slightly outside that, but if Hezbollah starts firing in the north, we're going to be straight in the heart of everything that's going on. Um, so keep us in prayer and let's continually uh, stand and press in to see the victory of Yeshua. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have called the righteous. The, the, the prayer of our righteous is powerful. And we know that our righteousness is filthy rags. And, and we come before you and we need the righteousness. We need to be clothed with the righteousness of Messiah. We proclaim your name. We proclaim your victory. We say, Yeshua, have your way in the land of Israel. We say, Yeshua, have your way in every single family that's listening right now. Have your way. And we pray, Father, that all the assignments that's going on in the spiritual realm that we're praying against will not attack our families, that you keep our families in peace, that you keep our families in the rest of Yehovah protected by the shield of a mighty Elohim, a mighty God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this Sabbath. And we are in a place where, you know, we're not going to rest because we're at war. So we stand in the place of battle, in the spirit, in the place of prayer to see the victory uh, come quickly uh, over Hamas in Yeshua's name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for watching. If you're blessed and encouraged or you want to send me an email, you've got a testimony or something you want to share or a prayer request, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you're blessed with the ministry and want to support the work that we do, I know many of you do support us already. But if you don't and you want to join with those that do support the work, you can go to bulldozerfaith.com. You will see the Give platform there and you can give in your own currency uh, in uh, multiple currencies around the world. Um, we appreciate you standing with us. Okay, have a blessed Sabbath rest. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And don't forget, on Sunday evening, 9.30 Israel time, we will have our Zoom call and our time of prayer together. And I'm looking forward to that this week especially. Okay, until tomorrow, Shabbat Shalom.